Hello, everyone, Ooh. and welcome to this week's edition of Nerd Shit Live. I am your lovely uh, chunk of a human, Pat Apparano. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jared Condes. What's up, everybody? Ooh. And on these remote <laughs> shows, we have with us our uh, our crew. I keep wanting to call them the staff, but they're not really staff. No. <laughs> we we run the submarine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the inmates are running the, the asylum. It's like I'm a much. janitor of a submarine or something. <laughs> yeah. Like a janitor of a submarine. <laughs> Those guys are always underutilized. You never know. You never Definitely you don't overpaid have that idea. Too. Did you guys know that I actually forgot about that and Joe brought that up? Now I'm angry about it all over again. <laughs> Good thing it was just all behind us now, right? <laughs> it was. It once was. But yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Nick Haberstro at Nick McFly and Joe Enright at I'm Joe Enright with three E's because he's got to make it complicated. That's his Bruh. style. <laughs> so how's everybody's week? Good. Ooh, doing okay. Relaxing. Yeah. Doing all right. You guys watch any TV? Heard y'all was watching movies. Most of my free time has just been warming up to Doom still. So that's oh, nice. oh, that's right. Joe's playing through Doom that right now. But it. hold on. Uh, so nobody watched TV this week. Right. So we have nothing we have to talk about this week <laughs> nope. at all. Not well, at see, all. here's the thing. What, what defines television now, right? True. True. Right? True, true. Well, we're going to get question. into that later on because we are talking about The Mandalorian and we're going to do non-spoilers and then spoilers, but it's okay. We'll let you know. All yeah. right. We have a sick toilet paper graphic and it was a good aesthetic choice to go with. I'm glad we decided to go. It worked out. <laughs> Ended up being very topical of 2020. Is anybody right. else nervous to tell their coworkers what they do on their podcast <laughs> and what they name <laughs> it? Ah, I, I think it's just more... Um, I think around this time, right? If you, if like our name of our podcast, I think it's more acceptable now as it was probably, let's say five years ago, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think people Maybe. have opened up. I mean, we're not, it's not that progressive of a concept or a title. Um, <laughs> just, just watch out for the uh, reboot, right? It's actually pretty funny. I had a guy who I used to do theater with message me, shout out to Greg. Uh, he said, hey, uh, Greg. he goes, Thoughts on um, he goes thoughts on game of the year, and my response was, you know, it's crazy. It's as if like I have a platform where I like recorded that and put that. Uh, you could just listen to that. And his response was like, "Geez, it's like the it's like the author that wants you to read the book." <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say it's been pretty warm. It's been pretty positive reception all around. Uh, either way though, boys, we got news tonight. We got some big news. We got some breaking news. Bring Actually, it. no. So the first thing is that we want to talk about, I think everybody, uh, has talked about this this week. Um, Tom Cruise, he lost his mind over, uh, crew not following COVID restrictions. So, <laughs> the story goes that, uh, Mr. Cruise, if that is his real name, um, he caught two of them being too close together, like looking at a monitor when they were watching playback on something and he just freaked out. Now I'm sure it wasn't like an egregious offense, but like, I'm sure this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And like, we all heard the video, so we know why it was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's because like he's personally invested hundreds of millions of dollars into this. The movie's so far behind schedule. It's been shut down, uh, it's been shut down a number of times and Tom, Tom Cruise is like an absolute like workhorse. Like, like he's a juggernaut of Hollywood is the best way to describe it. You know what I mean? So like, he just does not take this bullshit from these guys about, uh, not following COVID protocol. Yeah. I mean like even, well, here's the thing, uh, on top of him, being a producer and then putting a lot of money into it, it um, he even paid almost like seven hundred thousand dollars for a ship, just for the crew to like isolate in. So like he's taking this as a pretty serious thing, you know. He he means business. Yeah, for the cast and crew. Mm -hmm. Right. 
It's like yeah, the um, mission is impossible. No. <laughs> it is an impossible mission, and he is doing it. Well, okay. You know, here's the thing. Uh, I think the whole situation, obviously people are making a big deal out of it. Um, but, like, basically that union that Tom Cruise was using, like, whatever union they were a part of, that, like, crew – 120,000 out of the 150,000 people that are in that union are apparently unemployed and the rest are employed by him. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, uh, I don't know about that last part, but either way, (laughs) but either way, um, uh, the reason they have jobs is because Tom Cruise is showing that you can make movies like this in a time like this. You know what I mean? So I don't understand what would be so hard to, wear a mask or just you know social distance on set you're like spitting in the face of all the people who are out of work in your industry you know what i mean yeah and then uh, i'm also here like you could speak from experience right yeah no i mean like the thing is it's um it's very hard right now right so what they're doing at the moment is people who pretty much have a lot of experience under their belt they're the ones who are going to be you know getting those jobs in the first place um right now Right. Before there was a whole lot more money to go around. You know, they could they don't have to be as choosy, uh, choosy, uh, choosy or picky of, you know, the crew members that they have. So pretty much I haven't worked on set in a while. You know, it's not because um, I don't have a lot of episodes or, you know, movies or TV shows under my belt. So, you know, I, I was hoping for a wonderful 2020, you know, in terms of working on set. But. That doesn't seem to be the case. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm totally on board with uh, Tom Cruise on this one. You know, just like peop- the people who are working right now don't know how good they have it. So, And they should realize it, and Tommy C is going to put them in their place. But yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. I, I agree with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though Scientology might have something to do with this. So, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. So, moving on. Uh, HBO Max comes to Roku uh, after burying the hatchet with Warner Media. Now, this headline is on Chicago Tribune. I don't know how reputable they are. However, I couldn't find what they buried the hatchet over. But overall, I'm just happy that HBO Max is now on Roku because now I get HBO racks in my bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of people who have Roku devices. It's insane because, like, you know, I think a lot of them, they give it as presents. They give it to, you know, pretty much everyone uses Roku at the moment. Like it's a it's a tie, right? I think I don't know. I don't have like the numbers on it, but in my personal experience of people like asking people like whether if they have a Fire Stick or Roku, I think it's pretty much even. So for them to have HBO Max now, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it kind of absurd that like they were like they're burying the hatchet, but I I couldn't find what it. And then it said something like they're burying the hatchet now that. Uh, Warner Media has decided that they will give Roku a, an app like after seven months after launching. I was like, what are you what are you talking about? Like they just didn't they just didn't do it right. It's got to be something <laughs> with, with money that always used to that's the common denominator for the most part. Yeah, normally with corporations, I guess you're right. Yeah, one uh, one business shorted maybe like five million dollars of someone. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> but either way, yeah, they're agreeing on the last uh, two million. So my next question would be. Um, besides for me, do any of you guys now have HBO Max because of this Roku deal? I mean, it's always nope. been on the, the Fire Stick for me, so has been an yeah. issue. Oh, uh, I see. It's been I a see. Okay. issue. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's just uh, me then. There's a, I got a quote from Variety saying, The standoff, of course, revolves around money. More than that, the distribution uh, disputes are about long-term strategic access to rapidly growing streaming. Uh, one media company exec says Roku and Amazon are asking for egregious terms, and the other side says that one of the over-the-top over platform providers says that they're simply looking for a reasonable share. So it's like, like uh, just, uh, just money. Yeah, it's very interesting. Because, again, you mm. think definitely like those hosting the streaming service have the upper hand, but I guess the people that actually have the hardware that you can use it on. Still have a say in the matter. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I just love how it's like, hey, um, I have the content. It's the same thing with like the music industry, right? Yeah. Is it not? I have the content, 
but I have the platform. You know right. what I mean? So, like, let me try to rip you off as much as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Music's but, still a little bit more clear but, cut, though. Well, it's just like unlike music, though, streaming. it's like giant corporation versus like small individual or group of individuals, where in this situation, it's giant corporation versus giant corporation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, look, we can either still make billions or we can make more billions. So, what do you want to do? More billions. More billions. <laughs> billions. Sean Parker, billions. So when do you think we'll get to the point where we're going to just have bundles of subscription, you know, where it's just like cable, but for like Disney, you know, Hulu, all it just Stop. turns into cable streaming. Stop again. talking about it. You're manifesting it by talking about it. Okay, first they put the... I'm just a realist. It exists already. <laughs> They're putting about? the data caps in January in this area. I'm going to have a 1.2 terabyte data cap from Comcast unless I pay an extra $30 a month. What? Yep. In New Jersey. Only you should get it too, actually, if you have Comcast. Only $30? Man. That's why I Ken I was going to bleed surprise. a little bit more. All right. Next up. Hold on, boys. Uh, Facebook accused of breaking antitrust laws. Now, I got to be honest. I can't pick out one law or like one particular instance of them breaking antitrust laws that isn't absolutely egregious and in the multitudes. So like they have pretty much lawsuits in like 48 states now, right? Is that what the last number I read? Yeah, like back to yeah. lawsuits too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are they going to – so now they want to break off WhatsApp and Instagram, right? They want to break those up and they want to break up Facebook and because it's gotten too – it's gotten too – way too big. So if they make those separate entities, right, and they break that up, this it doesn't end the scrutiny though, right? Now no. we can look in closer and we can say like, hey, what data are you collecting on people? You know what I mean? Right. And – like how much data is it and like how much is it worth and like is this ethical you know what i mean so we are finally finally starting to see the um i guess you could say the uh, the the cracks in the surface on big tech well they're not going out without a fight like facebook said they're going all in on like we're going to fight this so it should be interesting yeah Oh, and I mean, also, they also sued Google, too. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. Even with, like, um, if you guys remember, earlier this year, they released, uh, Facebook released their new Oculus headset, the uh, VR headset. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, in order to even use it, you have to log in with only your Facebook account, which has to be accurate, right? It has to be accurate to your actual real information. So a lot of people were really mad because, you know, there was this transition where when Facebook bought Oculus a few years back, you know, you could still have like an Oculus account and you never had to link up your Facebook at all. But now in order to have this uh, VR headset in your possession and to use it, you got to have a Facebook account linked to it. Okay. So it's just, you know, I don't know what kind of information that they're going to be using from that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Facebook has got the pull, man. I don't know. They're going to fight yeah. whatever. It's just interesting because all this is still young, too. And I feel like the lines are super blurred. Like, I know the most recent case against Google. Um, I think the argument is that they're basically starting Monopoly. And they could cite instances like that. But then Google's defense is, uh, we're just making the best product to help out our clients or end users or something like that. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong against that. You know, like, that's just what a business <clears throat> should do. So. It's very interesting to see like how they're gonna actually push this forward. You could always use Bing. You could use Duck. <laughs> I'm still an Ask Jeeves guy myself, you know. <laughs> I got you know this, funny? this spider on like, my back browser. In the day, back in the day, I legit thought Ask Jeeves was something I could like type a question into and then get a response back. So I never used it because I never thought it worked. And honestly, <laughs> it sounds like when I say that out loud, if there's enough idiots like me, that might have been their downfall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? thought it was a real butler. <laughs> so, um, this next segment is uh, actually a continuation of last week's episode. It's the uh, cyberpunk update, everyone. Do -do -do -do. Yeah. Oh, we should totally oh, get shit. into music oh, like shit. that. And then it comes back. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like News 12, New Jersey. <laughs> the weather alert. 
uh well either way my point is that um we uh we continue to play cyberpunk and we wanted to talk about it again this week just shortly because um we weren't far enough in yet to really make a call on it and to really say like what our experience has been um and on top of that i kind of feel like um I don't know. I kind of feel like this isn't a game you could quantify with a number. You know what I mean? And so at that, I'm going to hand it off to Jer. So Jer, why don't you give everyone your perspective? Because you have this, you have the, the, the best rig out of all of us right now. You have the best GPU for sure. He has a 3090. So, um, well, here's the thing, right? So, um, yeah, I'm getting pretty good performance out of it. Oh, well, first of all, to start things off, I love the game. So that's, you know, I've been having a blast with it. And, you know, maybe it has something to do with the this hardware. The but, you know, they're... The <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, um, yeah, it might have to do something with the hardware. But at the same time, not really, right? So I have encountered some bugs. But nothing like the bugs that you see, like, on YouTube and what streamers are showing. So I think I've been very lucky, even with um, uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, Pat, you've had like a lot of problems with your game. I did not I'm really have any. Play the same game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think there has to be a difference, right? Where you know maybe it's a hardware thing, but I'm still not sure because a lot of people who have the same rig that I do also encounter sim- like different problems, in- uh, similar problems to what you were having. So I don't know. I love I love the game so far. Great story writing. The, the like. The game mechanics in there is just phenomenal. And there's so much to, like, really, you know, find, like, the m- small details in, like, the world that they made. So I'm I'm kind of happy with it. But, you know, Pat, I don't know about you. <laughs> we don't know about Pat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess out of this list that we're running, I have, out of the three people who are going to talk about this tonight, I have the, mid, the mid-tier GPU. I have a 1080 Ti, and it's just okay like it's still uh, a great gpu though you know it it is but i just want to like okay so i'm running at 2k and i'm like dropping down to like 40 frames in some places even when i go to 1080 i'm still getting like as low as like 50 and this is like including in the badlands too Mm -hmm. there's multiple glitches multiple dialogue glitches and i used to not say that immersion was that serious because i always knew i was playing a video game but no uh, when glitches break your immersion, it kind of ruins the whole experience for me because I just don't feel like because I feel like because of the game's performance on my end, it just hasn't sunk its hooks into me. Like mm. I've put 20, 20, 24 hours into it right now at this point, and I'm just still just like, okay, what's next? Like, you know, the three missions at the top, the the Takamura, the pull the chip out of my head that hurts and um i'm keanu reeves you know those those three. Oh, when you open up your character menu right or whatever? right right yeah, yeah okay 90 percent on the takamura one so i'm pretty much done with that one oh, that's and then cool. the other two i'm like 25 and like 40 percent on so it's not like i haven't done anything and i've done a shit ton of side missions and stuff but uh and it's not like i haven't tried i'm just like i don't know it's just i don't it's weird it's just I would rather play it when I get an RTX card at this point. Well, I think that's what I've been seeing everywhere now, where a lot of people are just, you know, the people who chose to keep the game and not get refunds, they're like, you know what? I'm going to try and see with every hot fix that comes out from CD Projekt Red. I'll give it a try. If it's still not to my liking, I'm just going to keep on waiting to really do a full dive into the game until I get, like, the next RTX card that, you know hopefully that they'll get or something like that. So I totally understand, you know, you don't want to really ruin it, you know, ruin the experience for yourself. So why would yeah. just wait, you know, just wait. Yeah. And, um, now I believe we have a caller coming in yep. on yeah. the line for this segment. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, to grace our show, to grace our stage, casual, <laughs> dead, most casual gamer ever. We're giving him a call right now. Hello. Hey. hey, casual Dan. Oh, hey, man. Nerd shit. How are you? Well, how's, how's it going? <laughs> how's, how's the how's the the shit? 
Oh, so nerdy. It's oh my good. gosh. <laughs> Did you guys, I found out that if your poop is black, it, it means there's blood in your stool. Anyway, so, um, Danny. That's something. We, Please. casual Dan, we wanted to, uh, we wanted to get your perspective on, uh, on a little known game called Cyberpunk, uh, on consoles, on PS4. Can you I've tell heard us of it. a little bit about that? I've heard that? of it. Huh? <laughs> Hello? Did I lose you guys? No, no, we can hear you. Ask him again. Can you give us your perspective on Cyberpunk on a PS4? Oh my god, you're you're sprint wait, you, you, right now. You gotta, wait, say it again. You're you're breaking up there. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Can you give us your perspective on your gameplay so far? Oh, okay. Oh, so so Cyberpunk is I mean so far like it's it's fine. It's fine. It's buggy. It's a fun game. Uh my biggest thing is I realize that I, I have not stepped up my game enough uh in the past couple of years where there's so many different styles of pukes now apparently that I I, I gotta start trimming appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um I also I, I mean it's like it's <laughs> Like, in terms of, like, the bugs, like, it's, my game has crashed probably, like, three times now. And typically, every time it's crashed, I've not once been like, okay, let me re- let me just reboot it back up. Typically, when it crashes, I'm, like, three hours into playing, and I just kind of have no desire to reboot it and play again. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's a sign. fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, it, it's fun. It's a fun first-person shooter. It's fun to, like, hack into people. Uh, like, that's a really cool mechanic in the game. Most of my gameplay has been hacking into people when I'm attacking people. But, like, other than that, like, it's, I, I've, I've been hit by cars that aren't there. Like, text, like, cars that just haven't texturized. I look both ways crossing the street and I get hit by a phantom car. Like, it's just, it just kind of, it ruins the gameplay a little bit when stuff like that happens. I've had, I've been, I've had full conversations and cutscenes with people whose faces look like they've been dipped in Vaseline. Like, it's just not, <laughs> it's not pretty. And it just takes oh, you out. Man. Oh, God. Yeah, so we, I think we can say that glitches, uh, they break the immersion. And if it breaks your immersion, it ruins your fun, too, huh? I heard, like, every other word you said, but immer- <laughs> when it takes you out of the immersion, it's not fun. I think that's what okay, you were trying right, to yeah. say. Good, that's mm-hmm. what I said. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so we got a uh, immersion problems and pubes, and that seems to be and, and yeah. well immersion problems and and my my pube game in general has not been up to par. That's okay. that's what I've learned. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so pros and cons, you know? Yeah, it's, exactly. You know, it's a give exactly. and take There's, situation. <laughs> I, I I couldn't have said it better myself. It's a give and take. I take pubes and it takes away my uh, immersion into the game. Mm-hmm. But um, but like the gunplay is fun. It's a fun game. It's totally fine, except I haven't played on, since like Wednesday. And while I wasn't playing it, I had no desire to jump into the game. Like I didn't miss it at all. And then I came home today. I was playing for like three hours. And then I stopped. Haven't thought about playing it at all since. It yeah. just kind of, it's a game that like I'll pick it up when I feel like jumping back into it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Casual Dan. Okay, the most casual gamer we know. He comes on this show. He puts his hours in. He asks me lots of questions, but it's all worth it. <laughs> and and don't worry, exactly. Dan. Once I put we get that uh, spon- five- sponsorship from Manscaped, we're gonna help you out on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we don't go. Worry. Check on your seat. That's really what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Oh my god! Wow! That's right. We got him. We got him. <laughs> I guess. All right, guys. All right, cool. Well, always, always phone. a pleasure being on the show. All right, thanks, have a good Ray. one. Later. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Speaking Ooh. of Jer, what kind of genitals did you choose for your character? <clears throat> oh, you mean the lack thereof? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I chose uh, this. Ugh. Oh, that's what I did. Yeah, except tiny, so it looks like a smashed up Vienna sausage. So I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> "Oh yeah, cool. it's it's that RTX baby. You you could see the, all the details." <laughs> Man, um, 
All right. Well, I mean, listen, uh, tonight after we're done, or maybe tomorrow after work, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I, uh, I'm going to play a, a launch title for Xbox One for the first time ever. I'm going to be playing Rise, Son of Rome. Because oh, wow. That was, I'm going to try to get the taste of cyberpunk out of my mouth for a bit. Oh. But moving on into our main topic of this evening, gentlemen, I, uh, I believe three out of four of us here are uh, pretty hyped on a, a little property known as Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's yeah. on God, baby girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Nick hasn't said one word this whole show. <laughs> I bring up Star Wars. And he's like, I'm here. I read a quote from Variety.com. Oh, that's... Do you not remember that? <laughs> the highlight of the show? It's fact-checking. <laughs> Sorry, God. Yeah, I'll talk Star Wars as long as you want me to. <laughs> you got me on Star Wars, bro. <laughs> um, and then Joe. I think he, Joe's Joe's familiar with the show, but he doesn't really watch it. But, I've seen Star so, Trek, yeah. So, yeah, but we're going to ruin some shit for you today. Joe's a big fan of Bill Burr. Yeah, talk exactly. about that. I just realized he said he's seen Star Trek. <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, we're talking about Star Trek. Cool. So, um, <laughs> this is our non-spoiler section of this, and uh, we're just going to give our general feelings on The Mandalorian Season 2, uh, and overall, how we kind of felt about it. So, uh, I'm just going to start. I was, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought... Uh, the last season, as far as like character arcs were concerned, they left Mando and kind of like a cliffhanger with his character. And now I feel like this season was the actual close of that arc. And it was incredibly satisfying and it was incredibly emotional. And I got very, very upset, <laughs> but no, yeah, it was good. And, um, Action. The action was great. It was like a greatest hits of Star Wars characters. Uh, Darth I mean, how did you guys feel? Jer. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, this this is something where, you know, we tr I actually appreciate all the work that they've done. I, I mean, all of us have, you know, in terms of, you know, I think this is like uncharted territory for them, right? Even with the season one of like, all right, we're going to do like a completely different story, but instead of a movie, like we've always been doing, we're just going to do like strictly streaming and then, you know, episodic. And I feel like they really, you know, did a home run on this one. And, uh, in terms of the writing, all the cast, uh, the special effects that was in, uh, both seasons, I feel like, you know, they didn't, they didn't leave anything out. And, you know, that's very hard to say for other things that I've seen this year. So, I mean, I just got to for, for Mandalorian. It, it was, it was great. It was great. What a ride. Thank you. Joe. <laughs> um, I think I'll have to like echo what you're saying. Like uh, just about like, they really put in the work to make it, to make it like what they didn't do for the sequel trilogy. They were just like, let's just make <laughs> movies, pump them out. They really put in the time. They got mm. the people who care like Dave Filoni um, the atmosphere is perfect. I always feel like I'm in a Star Wars, you know, universe. Not like you know when they went to Canto Bight in the in the sequel trilogy. It was like this is not Star Wars. This doesn't feel dark. <laughs> Everything feels authentic, and I really loved this season. Every single episode, really perfect. Cool. I have no complaints. It's actually yeah. funny that you said that, Nick, because it, I saw on Reddit uh, that uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are actually kind of planning this out the way that like Kevin Feige planned out the MCU. Yep. Uh, and the first comment I saw was like, huh, kind of like what they didn't do with the sequel trilogy. I read that thread <laughs> too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. spot on. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, that's, that is an amazing take. Yep. But yeah, I, um, ah, oh, man, it was so fucking good. Um, you know what, Joe, you know what I think what is, is, a, you is think a, of what you've seen of season two. I mean, the only thing I can contribute to this conversation is what I said to you earlier today, which is um, I just saw like a few minutes of uh, one of the most recent episodes. And I just like the fact that they're still using like um, Power Rangers kind of like practical effects. 
with like puppets and like sparks uh -oh. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. When the Mandalorians all show up, I thought I was like, oh, this is like adult Power Rangers. Yeah. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> Actually, I think that was my take when I first saw the trailer too for like season one. I was like, this looks like mm. Power Rangers. But now, like, I actually see it played out. It's like, that's <laughs> kind of cool, you know. Power yeah, this show is cool, yes. This <laughs> show actually has incredible visual effects. And it has great, like, onset special effects. You know what I yep. mean? Like, really good practical puppeteering. Like, uh, <laughs> Baby Yoda looks, he looks fucking great during the entire time. Uh, and you know what? On that note, the cinematography like yeah. talk about the way the show is shot and talk about the technology they use to capture that information yeah. is absolutely incredible uh i know that bill burr actually spoke on it where he said on the h3 podcast that can you do when this he, in a bill burr accent <laughs> when he was on set uh when he was on set uh if you looked at somebody like a certain way, the background behind them would change to your perspective. So that technology even works on like an eye level. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. That's nuts. That's really crazy. Yeah. So he was like, it was like they put you in this big room that was all, you know, screens and then they close the door and it's nothing but screens around you. And then this way they can just program to whatever the scenery has to be behind you. And like when you moved, the perspective would move as well. Like oh. for wow. you and you alone in so your it has eyesight. Like tracking. It has what? some crazy ass shit going on. Like yeah, is he wearing like a stuff, yeah. like a mocap suit or something? Or like... <laughs> I don't think so. Now I thought that technology was specifically for the camera. The camera talked to the computer in this yeah, way when they too. frame up a shot. But Bill Burr said that he could see it. Right. When you were standing there looking at another person. So wow. maybe that's just the effect of working in that kind of uh, environment. And mm. maybe that was just his eyes getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <too. laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, like uh, it, the way the show is shot is exceptional. I know um, there's a there's a really awesome truck chase. uh during the later half of the season and mm -hmm. the way that the action is shot, all the action actually is shot. Ugh. I know like in the first season, it was a little shaky here and there. Like I know the very first episode of season one, when he like fucks up all those guys in the bar, like the camera was kind of shaky and in really tight. I feel like every director who eventually directs action like first they direct it and they put it in close and they feel like they got to shake the camera a lot. But then I feel like when you get a second round at it, you know that you pull the camera out some. So you want to see the choreography and everything. And I felt that from the very first scene of this season with the rockets. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, can there was one there was one episode that I didn't feel that. And it was the Robert Rodriguez episode. It, every, it felt like an independent movie. It was the only one that didn't feel like big budget, which not taking anything away from it, but it it, it just felt super gritty and in your face, like, shaky cam. Right. Yeah, now yeah. That, that was the one, that's the one where they, that he's like, he lights the Jedi beam, right? Beam. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, it was funny about that is they actually only gave Robert Rodriguez 11 pages of script of dialogue. <laughs> Go and, fight in the field. <laughs> they were just like they were just like, let's figure it out. So he's like, yeah. So I put a shit ton of action in there. Yeah. He's like, I had a certain time to meet and I had to tell a story. So, uh, and that's pretty much what like that what that I mean like that episode's good though too because it's also you know a redemption for a character that shows up later. I mean just before that too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everyone's surprised, but not surprised because for whatever reason, they keep putting out these reveals in the press besides for one that we're going to talk about later. That was like, scandalous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the whole thing, the whole thing shot. It looks great. It's the sets, of course, the production like, dude, I'm the people they get to work on this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, well. Going off of what you're, um, sorry, I, I just interrupted you. But no, no, like, no, it's fine. Just before, before that, 
Yeah, because like um like the set that you're talking about and like the screens and everything like that. I feel like what an amazing place to work in, especially for an actor and a film crew to where it's just like you could really transport yourself into whatever, you know, set location that, you know, the 3D artists and special VFX guys make, you know, and it really sells it. Every yeah. scene and like the lighting and whatever. So, you know, for Bill Burr, for example, you know, his mind was blown in terms of, you know, acting in the episodes that he was in and just probably like, yeah, I was in Star Wars, like legit. Like, well, Bill Burr I was is in the- way more play right now on the Internet because <laughs> he trashes Star Wars on his <laughs> podcast for years. And my favorite was he one time he he I listen to his podcast all the time. And he had a loot crate as a sponsor. And I remember one time he goes, buy a loot crate. He goes, all your favorite franchise merchandise. And he just goes, I don't know what this is, but you nerds keep buying it. So they keep sponsoring me. And like he talked about when the one time he was like, uh, he was on Conan, like the week Star Wars came out, like the new, like Force Awakens came out. And he was straight up just like they were asking him like, Bill, you don't like Star Wars? He's like, nah, he's like, he's like, I wasn't aware of it when it came out when I was a kid. He was like, and by the time I saw it, I was in my 20s. And he was like, it just, you know, and at that time I had seen uh, other stuff. You know, I'm not into that. Um, uh, that nerd shit actually is what he calls it. <laughs> Oddly enough. Yeah, Nick, Nick uh, introduced me to that, like um, the dub of uh one of the, the scenes in the mandalorian oh, but I like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i never knew that was like around and it's just like it has like 1.4 million views or something like that it's just like yeah, hilarious dude, trash is star wars it's great <laughs> and the fact that now like the the reason that he's in it is because he saw john favreau at a party and like you know he said that he liked his stand-up and he had a character that he thinks would fit him perfectly to play and then the reason he was on season two is like I assume the only reason that characters they could have picked any character, got a new character, it wouldn't have mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they chose Bill Burr because they probably like having him around. You know what I mean? Like I really hope that Mayfield shows up once a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's all I need him for is once a one one mission per season. I just want to know like what do the uh, Disney execs think about this? Like especially after <laughs> his like SNL like uh, monologue, <laughs> are they just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we actually have to work with this guy." It and they were going to so, pay for it too. It's yeah. So funny how Mayfield is written like it's just Bill Burr. That's all it is. It's yeah. just they put Bill Burr. They gave Bill Burr a blaster and <laughs> and they put him in Star Wars. See, but like for me, it, I, I always had issues when it was like, you know, like the higher ranking characters. They didn't speak in an English, you know, like England English accent. They had an American accent. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, you're a high republic people. They speak with an English accent and outer rim people speak with an American accent. And then you got Bill Burr going around with the Boston accent. I'm like, where is he from? What is this character's backstory? I need to know where who has Boston accent in, in this galaxy. Um, we'll see it. Don't worry. In the, in the next whatever. I, I, I want a spinoff for Mayfield. Everyone wants a spinoff for Mayfield. <laughs> for new, oh, new I saw England. that today. Star um, Wars comedy stand-up special. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> What's going on, Mrs. Wookie? <laughs> what were we talking about the other week? We were making fun of Star Wars. Mrs. Wookie missed Chewbacca or something. What? I don't know. We were saying something stupid. I was I was with Jer definitely because you're with me everywhere I go, but I can't remember if it was with you guys or our other friends. Oh, I think I think probably when we were uh, playing Phasmophobia. It had, <laughs> it had to have been. I forgot yeah. the conversation, but we yeah you know, we, we were talking about Wookies and shit. <laughs> uh, but either way, all right. So now we're gonna get into spoilers, and this is free reign on everything. So if you haven't watched The Mandalorian, uh, you know, just mute your computer, and we will let you know. And you'll see a little graphic come up that uh, will say spoilers. That's when we start talking about spoilers. When that goes away, we're done talking about spoilers. But pretty much anything's off the table. And it will be until 8.55. So, um, let's just start. Uh, I want to get straight into the ending. But, uh, <laughs> but Nick, 
maybe you maybe you could start us off. Um, so all I can say was I I was I was out in the next room watching uh, watching the final episode, and you start to see little glimpses, little glimmers of oh, there's an X-wing. Oh, there's a leather gloved hand. There's a green lightsaber. And I'm on my couch shaking, like screaming, oh my God, they're actually doing this. And typically I hate I hate the ham-fisted. Which is fan what service, I said. I thought you would hate it. I I, w- I couldn't I cannot tell you how perfect that moment was when Luke Skywalker showed up. I I I was just blown away. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Where I, I thought that too. It was like Wait, X-Wing? All right, coming in. It's like, no, they're not going to do it. And then I see, like, the black cloak. And I was yep. like, no, they're still, come on. It's, there's just no way. And then the green lightsaber pops up. And I was like, holy shit, they did it. You guys want to know what the best part dang. about that was? I got to watch it with somebody who had, had absolutely no clue until the hood came off. What? <laughs> oh, so really? Her bewilderment was absolutely wondrous the entire time. <laughs> like, who is this? <laughs> like, who could it be? You, you were watching it with Bill Burr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who the hell is this? Who's this guy? Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> All mysterious and shit. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> but okay, so let's get something straight. One, he's wearing that cloak. People are like, he's using the force. Mm, no, that's a stunt double. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they only got so much money for unfinished CGI. That, that being said, I don't think it looked awful. But I would have rather you just cast a younger actor. That's well, what I would have rather. Wasn't there speculation, or I don't know, maybe it was revealed Sebastian Stan? No, I think it's do... like another one of those fan things, and then Boss okay. Logic found what was trending on Twitter and drew they it. Got so. suspense. They should have got him to do it. It would have been beautiful. Yeah, it would have been cool. They could have pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, I mean, I hope that would be fun. I don't mind, you know, but unfortunately, so actually, let's talk about uh, the context of the ending. So, okay. uh, uh, Grogu, which is Baby Yoda's name, we find out from Ahsoka Tan, um, that when he let off the Jedi signal beam or whatever, you know, blue beam in the sky, I was like, oh, that's a nice call- callback to last decade. I was <laughs> like, I'm happy to see that. Um, uh, he gets kidnapped. They got to go get him. Uh after they're like about to get killed by all these dark troopers and right before Giancarlo Esposito fucking blew his own brains out. I was like, oh my God, they're really going to do that? Uh, and after that happened, um, you know, Luke shows up, yada, yada, yada. So Luke says, come little one, he'll never be able to protect himself if he doesn't master his abilities, which is true. You know, that's usually like kind of the motif, you know, teach people to protect themselves. And then the second thing was, is that I was really sad because, you know, obviously like Mando took off his helmet and everything to, you know, do eye to eye contact and like Grogu could grab his face and everything. But Mm -hmm. I also knew that like he's going away with like Luke Skywalker. What's a better option? It's not like some random aliens that we don't know. It's not like, uh, or, or it's not like some child, space child protective services that he's going to around in like different foster homes till he's 18 and like shake a meth addiction at one point. Like he's he is uh, he's walking away with literally the best person in the galaxy you can walk into the care of. And yeah. then I think of the last Jedi and I'm like, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, think about this. So two things I want to point out. First is that Ahsoka Tano said in you know a couple of episodes back, he was training before the fall of the Republic right. with the Jedi. So I'm like, was he a youngling that escaped, you know, like the massacre? So yeah. he was training under Yoda and now he's going to go train under Luke. And we know what happens in the future. You know, like there's the falling out of Luke's Jedi or new Jedi order. I just want to see Baby Yoda become part of um, the Knights of Ren. That would be <laughs> the funniest oh fucking shit. Yeah. So like, yeah. I would continue to have hope if Ryan Johnson didn't happen to Star Wars. Um, but the uh, 
I mean, JJ Abrams is just as he did as much damage. Like you can't so, pin it all on Ryan Johnson. So I feel like JJ could only work with what he had left. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Fair um, enough. I, I okay. So you know what's interesting though about that ending is that it feels definitive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels like the quest is over. There's that whole shit with the dark saber, but that could end just as much as like Mando's like duel me and then kills him. Like he lets her win or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that that's the only plot thread they really left out. And besides for like Boba Fett, but they kind of tied that up cool. actually, and we're getting a show. But um it feels definitive. His whole quest was to get the baby to um his kind. And he did. And he was sad that he did. You know what I mean? It was time yeah. to say goodbye. Well, I, I think the next step in his journey will be like these new Mandalorian wars, like ga- regaining Mandalore. I think that's probably where they're headed next. Mm-hmm. I, I do hope, though, because like, you know, I, I agree with Pat in, in a sense where it just feels very like it's finished. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like and then they, they show us that thing at the end, the post credit scene. And they're just like, oh, maybe maybe they are moving on. I don't know. And it's just like. I, I do hope what okay. Nick, what you're saying it happens for sure. I hope there's a time lapse. I hope That'd there's cool. a time lapse of like five to ten years, right? Okay, okay. And it doesn't matter because how old are people in Star Wars? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they're having Mandalorian wars, and uh, Grogu is actually some kind of Jedi. Yeah. And that the Jedi and the Mandalorian, who are natural enemies that we found out. It's like, you know, comedians and magicians, that mortal <laughs> natural enemies. Um, uh, the Mandalorian and the Jedi, natural enemies. But now they're working together. So I, I think that would be an interesting dynamic to see. And also, you know, it gives them a chance to cast someone as Luke Skywalker and just be like, you don't like it? Go home. You know what I mean? Like. This, you know, somebody else has to play Luke, you know, yeah. I'm okay with somebody else playing Luke. I was okay with somebody else playing Han Solo. I was okay yeah. with somebody else playing Lando. I'd be okay with somebody else playing Leia. There, well, I said it. You want to be cast. <laughs> the worst thing that could happen, though, would be they bring Mark Hamill, right? And they hire the people who did the age stuff in The Irishman. Yeah. And just put cataracts on Mark Hamill just to try to make him look young. (laughs) Who who would you guys want to be cast in those roles? Who would I want to like cast in those roles again? I'm thinking like Luke Skywalker, like a uh, a Hanson brother or something like that. You're so pretty young. I was thinking (laughs) Jonas brother. You know, Uh, I think Sebastian Stan would be perfect. Yeah, he looks. He 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 looks the part. He's the right age. He's a star. They have similar features. <laughs> Does it matter to you if he's a star? <laughs> I'm just saying they're not going to cast. I guess maybe they would cast a nobody. Uh, but I like I feel like they're going to they're they want somebody big. They're not going to put a nobody in the role. Yeah. Un- unfortunately. Yeah. But um, on top of that, Nick, I think he's already in the Disney universe, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. They're, so... they're, in, they're in the he's in the Disney stable. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> waiting to run yeah. the race. You know? um, and uh, so I guess Mark Hamill. How about uh, Princess Leia? I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to bring anybody else back just for the put that on record. Luke, I, I didn't think I was gonna like it. I did, but I wouldn't want to bring anybody else back. Like let those stories be done. Um, oh know. right, yeah, yeah. Just just move on and bring us something new already. You know. Yeah. Right. Um. That's true. What? Uh. Like I did want to take a, a step back real quick though, <laughs> and like. Uh, Who? Oh wait, oh, they, wait. They, they got that. They got that Swedish guy, right? That Swedish basketball basketball player. I to guess. Play. Yeah. But uh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say um, we only really talked about the last episode. We haven't touched on anything else. But that the episode um, with Ahsoka Tano that was directed by Dave Filoni, I think that was the best episode all season. It was like old school western. Yeah. Like like all the influences that George Lucas had western samurai movie. It was. Though I like anything, I would say watch that episode. Like that was. Beautiful. It was a cool dynamic too to see like a gray Jedi yeah. in live action, and to see once again that uh, a Mandalorian and a Jedi were working together. Especially since not only are they mortal enemies, but Mando only just found out that the Jedi are still around. 
So the yeah. fact that he was willing to work with one, especially when they offered him money just to offer. Right. And like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's interesting, like how like before Grogu, Mando probably would have been like, Hey, bang bang, <laughs> like and it would have been Hell over, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's like the story arc, right? That you you mentioned earlier. So it's just like he is this is the Mandalorian that they're yeah, writing up to be. That, you see mm-hmm. that change through these, you know, through yeah. those little nuances. But yeah, um if uh Dave Filoni and John Favreau are the future of Star Wars, then you'll have no issues going forward. Yeah. I yeah. still think that there should be Star Wars movies because Star Wars I look, I just think there should be Star Wars in movie theaters. You know? Yeah. What uh, you know, if movie theaters still exist. But I mean just just in general, I think that uh there should be still Star Wars movies. But um I mean Star Wars on TV is doing pretty fucking good so far. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to the Taika Waititi movie. I feel like that's going to be super strong. Does uh, is Ryan Johnson still getting a trilogy, or did they put the kibosh on that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I hope he did it himself. <laughs> Probably. It's like you know he what, guys? Blocks, I'm like, going to step YouTube. out. He, apparently, he blocked some like big YouTube reviewer, like on Twitter. It's just like, really, dude? You let them get to you? Like, come on. I don't know. I, I, I to a degree, I don't blame him. Like. That's the, the Twitter can be brutal, and he he pretty much single handedly killed the the sequel trilogy. That's true. He did like I mean in a vacuum. I like I said I have kind of a kind of a nuanced take on that. In a vacuum, I think that's a good movie, but as a Star Wars Absolutely. movie, it's not a good movie. As a right. Star Wars movie, right. fucked it up so and hard. And as a chapter in a trilogy, yeah, yeah. And as a right. second chapter in a trilogy, you don't end things on the second chapter in a trilogy you add to them and leave them in suspension you fucking piece of shit anyway let's not let's not talk about that let's talk about the good things happening (laughs) so some favorite moments um i love the bill burr episode i think the truck where uh bill burr's driving the truck and mando's fighting all the guys off the top of it when they're going to the imperial mining um facility is awesome i think the I, like I said, I like the Dave Filoni episode, and I really, really like um, the Robert Rodriguez episode where uh, Boba Fett, uh, Fennec, and Mando have to fight off all those stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like the that on top of that, yeah, um, where Boba Fett gets introduced and everything like that. I really like the way that you know, oh, it's okay for us to like Boba Fett and like. Yeah. You know, it's he's actually pretty cool. Like he has this like code of conduct or like he has like, you know, um, so I can't wait for the spinoff that they're going to have. I love when Bo-Katan was like, you're not a Mandalorian. You're a clone. She's like, I've heard your voice all over this galaxy. I was like, finally, someone said (laughs) something. Yeah, it makes sense. I loved when when he said the line, he said, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. It was like. (laughs) I don't like I'm all I'm about it. I like it. Yeah. So actually, listen, before we end this, I just wanted to say that I know we already talked about the ending, but I feel like this is important when a Star Wars movies end or when the Star Wars movies normally end. What you have happen is you have that John Williams music like swell, you know, the you know, it hits Mm -hmm. that big note. And then, you know, it does the whole like like circle transition it's like you know what i mean like that for me is always you know i felt like in the in rise of skywalker that moment should have been more bittersweet because like it should have made you feel good that you experienced this movie but sad that it was over and i didn't really feel that but i feel like when they finished mandalorian I got that moment again. Yeah. I was like, Star Wars is fucking awesome again. Yep. And I felt the same. I felt what I would feel at like and the end of Empire or like the end of Revenge of the Sith or like the end of The Force Awakens, you know, like hopeful. That's what Star Wars movies are supposed to give you hope that they're fucking good. <laughs> and this and this one is good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that said, yeah. We recommend it. Watch that shit. It's so fucking good. 
What's up next though? What do you guys? I, I'm. I either need to do the boys season two or I gotta. I gotta start The Witcher. Oh, you haven't uh, watched The Witcher yet. I watched the first episode. Okay. I just started watching Firefly. Whoa, taking it back a little bit. Now. I've never seen it. But... That is an I old mean... show. What about you there, Joe? Huh? Double shot of love? Nah, <laughs> not again. Um, I don't know. I got to think about that. Like I said, I, I take it one thing at a time. Doom, that takes up all my free time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just do that until I'm done with it. And then, um, who knows? Maybe like rewatch the Harry Potter series or something. Like, that'd be I fun. thought about picking that up on 4K and rewatching them all, but I just, oh, actually, I'll surprise you guys right now. Uh, I just added uh, The Invisible Man in 4K on to Movies Anywhere. So you guys can watch that too if you want. Pat with that his works. own streaming service all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta get into it, man. Hey, guess what, motherfuckers? Um, here's the. <laughs> <laughs> Nick laughed and it made me laugh immediately. He's asleep on the streaming services. Y'all want he's anywhere. <laughs> well, I got you, baby. But yeah, you guys should go in there and you should watch Tenet because I want to do an episode on Tenet and so does our audience. Yeah, right? Let's do that for next week, yeah. Yeah. Not next week. Next week's going to be the fun Christmas. We're hanging out. So what? The more we're going to talk about Okay, fine. We'll talk about Tenet. I guess oh, Tenet wow. is the most Christmas movie movie that you'll ever I mean, see. We should right? do a Christmas really movie, though, right? No. Like yeah. what? I just watched Klaus. It's a kid's movie, but it was pretty good. Was, <laughs> I'm not watching Christmas Chronicles 2, all right? Okay, I okay. Saw a better idea. Everybody, oh. everybody bring a list of their favorite Christmas movies. Okay. Like four. Everybody bring four. We could talk about the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, we could. No, 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 we actually no. could. I've never watched it, but no. I heard good things. I've seen it. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, that's been, that's been done, but I mean, scarred my childhood. But I, you know, why don't you guys do? Um, how about we do an old favorites for just that? Okay, we'll have for it what? separate from the episode. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. For what? Okay. Star, for Star Wars? Yeah, the Christmas special. Ah, oh, fuck me. Oh boy. Uh, it's a it's a life day special. <laughs> stop, stop. Oh, All right, they're, well, they're doing a new Run one. The music. What do you got for uh, us, Joe? Let me get set up here. I believe that's it, right? Is it really working there? Am I sharing the right thing? Here we go. You guys see that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see some. Yeah, we've seen this clip a thousand times before already on this show, but it doesn't get old for me, so. Fucking video of Beirut, like what am I watching? Yeah, <laughs> Normandy Dude. on the Fourth of July, you know. Dude, those people are definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's that's a scene in the Mandalorian. Remember that, like they had yeah. a shootout in that town in the first yeah, season. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Bro, yeah. hold on. Can you bring it back just a little bit? Yeah, hold on. Oh I think they gosh. were like joyous like, though. Let me see. Let like, me turn this fire. down first. There's fire. Let me turn it down before I play it. <laughs> I think they were happy. Oh my god. <laughs> see, they're happy though. They're happy. <laughs> the survivors are happy. Yeah, no, no one was of, hurt. What a bunch of fucking wackadoos. Am I right? Like, oh, oh man. my God. Why would you 
Imagine standing amongst all that. <laughs> Imagine yes. trying to get an early night's sleep. <laughs> Imagine being on ecstasy in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it feels amazing. I just think about what would that Terry guy do? You know that video? Terry, oh, oh Terry. Terry. <laughs> Terry, back up, Terry. I, I feel like the Fed smoker. I feel like this the Fed smoker video from your mom's house comes to mind. You know, don't be afraid to burn yourself. Feel alive, man. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we're a minute over. All right. So, uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, if you uh, missed the first part or any part or just want to re-listen to this again because you're a psycho. Uh, the audio format of this show will be available on all major podcast networks. You could also follow us on any social media at Nerd Shit Live and subscribe to this channel for more content, right? Yeah. Guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that being said, uh, we wish everyone who listens to us a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you guys all next week. For uh, some Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. We'll hash it out. We're going to go play Phasmophobia now. There you go. Should we stream it? <sighs> we could. We you know, don't want to. I mean, right. the people want it. The people demand it. If the people <laughs> demand me stream that game, I'll stream it. But okay. until the, until next time, uh, this has been Nerd Shit Live. Thank you very much for watching.